Welcome to Creating Your Happy Place, a podcast that explores what it takes to create your happy place and then empowers you to do whatever it takes to get happy at home. I'm Rebecca West, host of Creating Your Happy Place and author of the book, Happy Starts at Home, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, many of the folks who have been guests on this show have either been people I know well or people I've at least chatted with a few times before coming on the show. But today we're going to get to know our guests together, and I am so excited because I feel like we are about to meet a like-minded soul. Our guest is a trained architect who went through her own home improvement nightmare and decided there had to be a better way to go about managing home improvement projects. She's now the author of the book, Revivify Your Home, and host of a podcast by the same name and founder of BayRep, a software system that helps homeowners and home renovation professionals have better experiences managing home improvement projects. I can't wait to learn more about her book and her resources. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show, currently living in a house with her husband and two kids in Los Angeles, California, Grace Mace. Welcome to the show, Grace. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. I want to start with, I took a peek into your book and I learned that you did go through one of those home renovation nightmares that everybody fears. So can you just start by telling us about your experience? Well, I thought I figured this out. As a trained architect, worked on multi-million dollar projects, I thought I knew what I'm doing. We had a referral for a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And just as most people do, I thought I was getting a good person. As you know, when you're working with someone you're compatible with, things would just go very smoothly. No matter mm-hmm. how big of the issue may be, you'll figure it out. Right. But when it comes to someone you're not compatible with, little things can be blown out of proportion. Yeah, and totally. that was the case with us. I realized, oh, shoot, I don't have full control over my project. Things are just falling apart. I feel like he wasn't really respecting what our wishes were. And I just feel like our communication styles are so different. It, we're just not connecting. So mm. compatibility was an issue. Communication was an issue. And on top of that, he was managing project on paper and yeah. didn't really itemize things. Those are things I should have thought as first clue. And he was sent final payments before the final inspection and also yeah. including things that he didn't do. And to, to catch people up, anybody who out there who doesn't know some of these words, there are final payments that are due. Sometimes contractors will send you a final invoice, but the, the house hasn't been inspected. Nobody has signed off that this is like livable. You know, people will ask for payments and say, you know, I'm starting on the next phase. Don't worry about the fact that the first phase isn't done. Just go ahead and give me this money for this next phase. You know, What you're describing are things that people go through a lot, but I'm guessing that as a trained architect, you thought that you were going to be immune from some of these problems. I felt so too. Even I disclosed that with him. I explained to him I was trained, done projects before I even built homes before. So physically, I know exactly what needs to happen and the process was very clear to me. However, our expectations were completely misaligned. We're not compatible to work with. Mm -hmm. Communication styles are very different. He was Mm -hmm. very disorganized mm-hmm. because he's running on paper and there would be, I need to go back to ch- my office and check. And a week later, he still didn't do, do so. Mm-hmm. And lastly, he asked for payment before the work is completed. So all these are common root causes of why project would go so wrong. And yeah. as you know, it's a $450 billion industry. It's the top three complaints nationwide by yep. consumers. And so I started digging a little bit further and realizing 80% of home improvement project actually initiated and managed by women. And yet mm-hmm. our counterpart of contractors tend to be 99.8% men. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so not to say men and women are, are, are wrong, either one is just different. Our communication styles are different. Our yeah. way of engagements are different mm-hmm. and realize if we create framework to identify the process from start to finish. So people have the same understanding how to proceed, mm-hmm. understand what each other's responsibility when everything's transparent, then we have a better chance to make it right. That's my revelation. Yeah. So you went through that project and you had all these revelations. Did the book or did the software come first? Did they go hand in hand? Kind of hand in hand is talking to uh, homeowners, talking to building professionals. They're actually experiencing the same issue. The building professional, they also get frustrated with people they're not compatible with. Definitely. And they also get frustrated when the client's not organized and they can't make decisions. Mm-hmm. They also get frustrated when the payments not get paid on time. Yeah. So when you look at all these holistically, the root costs are very much the same. And yeah, so that totally makes sense. That's when I realized, what if we start helping homeowners to get a better perspective? Because I think pros dealing with the day-to-day understand how this works, but mm-hmm. homeowners may not have that in-depth understanding of how the professions operate. And so when we start working on, you know, prototyping the software, I was like, what problem are we seeing here in the industry? What are the common themes or pitfalls that homeowners are experiencing? What mm-hmm. is it that we can do to combat that, those issues so that we have a better chance to recalibrate the rules yeah. of engagement, really. So I'd like to talk about the book because when I was reading through some of the reviews, I got really excited. You talk about some things that I feel very passionately about, which is that we have to start with why, right? So tell me a little bit about how that shows up in your book and why it's so important to talk about the why when it comes to these renovations and home projects. Well, I love that because that is my first chapter. (laughs) That to me anchors it everything that you do, how you think about what is it that you want to do. Oftentimes homeowner immediately just lists all the things that they want to do, like change this, modify this and so forth. But really when you look at things to change, you want to understand the underlying issue mm-hmm. or underlying root causes or when underlying desire. Yeah. And just like anything, if you understand your North star, why you're doing this on emotional level, then everything just kind of falls into place. You think about What's the purpose? What's intention? And yeah. how to create a space that's cohesive. In order to be cohesive, you have to have a North Star to know where you're going. So you don't end up meandering throughout the project to figure out how to get there. The what is all the things you do, but why is what makes you different. And when I think about why, it's not just, why do I want to do this? Because my family's getting big. Well, there's more to that. Well, the reason why is because I want to create a better space for my family. I want to create a little cubby area for my kids to play and have their own little space, expanding my kitchen so we can, you know, share cooking together, you know, share laughs and break bread together and just mm-hmm. share joy. When you start looking to that, then it's easy to break out. All right, well, what brings me joy? Yeah. What color? You no longer just looking at whatever is the most popular in the magazines or any of those sites, but you start looking at what makes you happy, not just exactly. what everyone's happy about. This is your space. It's so precious. I mean, that's extension who you are as a person and how to express yourself in a fun way and exciting way, you know, just for your family. 
Well, you this are is reason why it's reaching so to the choir right here. I, I know. I'm, so, I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes. So let's talk about your home for a moment. You went through that renovation. Yes. Was the renovation ultimately successful? And I'm curious about, you, you mentioned in your notes that your home had a story and that you wanted the remodel to honor that story. So yes. was your remodel successful? What is the story that you were honoring and how did it show up? Let's talk about your space. So our home was built in 1936. Mm-hmm. And... Numerous uh, owners occupy the space and they have their way to modify things. As you're walking through the house, you have to see 1936, then 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, (laughs) and everything doesn't really tie together. It has a story. And that to us is honoring the home because even though we own the home, we're still an occupant. Someone will be occupying this home down the road. And Mm. I want them to feel the intention, the love and how, you know, how the original designer went through the process to honor this space and creating this incredible place where we share a meal together. We get to share a day of stories. It's just lovely. And that to me is what home is all about. Well, I think it's such special moments. It's such an interesting perspective to think about as yourselves, even though you own your home as almost temporary occupants. Like you're a part of the story of the home rather than the home just being your story. I think that's a really interesting and beautiful perspective that isn't something that has really come up for me in my own home stories before. And so you're, and you're saying that you wanted to take it back to the original roots, right? So you were honoring the 1936 story. You didn't feel the need to keep the 1970s, 80s and 90s alive as you went through, I assume? Those are fine for... The previous owners but the way we think about it is how do we tie the whole family together it's not mm-hmm. just you walk into a space and now you're in this period it's one house it's one space it's one family we that occupy flow this and cohesion it flows. when you yeah. start disjointed experiences different materials different configuration you, i mean you get used to it but there's that little uneasiness as you're walking through and sure. so to have that cohesion it just feels right at the same time we do add our own flavor creating our little design details to make it uniquely to us. Yeah. So you said that your project was ultimately successful. So congratulations. <laughs> I know that a lot of folks who go through remodel nightmares, the challenges that they felt and the frustrations and the tears and the arguments, mm-hmm. sometimes that can really linger long after a project and taint the project. Did you experience that? And what advice would you give to people who've been through a nightmare, but they still want to love their home afterwards when it's all done? So during research, I spoke to thousands of homeowners across, across the country and they all have this horrible experience. And initially they react as, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. They kind of brush it off. And the more Mm -hmm. question asked, you can see their body posture start changing and they start getting tense. They never got closure. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably would never get closure from the person, but just write a note to mm. express how disappointed you were with the process or the person maybe, and how you've been wronged. And just, if you can send it, great. If not, burn it to knowledge that that feeling is acknowledged mm-hmm. and you have to forgive, not for that other person's act, but just forgive for yourself not to have to continue to fight that battle. Anytime you see that little detail is not exactly to your desire, yeah. you, know, you can always change it, certain things, but end of the day is just learn to forgive. Because otherwise the challenges and the stress and the tears, they just kind of keep haunting that yes. space and you're never going to get to enjoy it. And yes. that would be such a tragedy right. on top of what was already a nightmare. <laughs> right. And even, you know, end of the day, sometimes we just need to, accept that they're human 
they did rewrong, but hoping put things in perspective, they may not do it intentionally. Right. Acknowledge that, accepting that and move on and just having that closure, just you know, a simple gesture is writing a note to that person. If you choose not to send it, that's okay. But at yeah. least you've gone through the process, having that closure and, and acknowledge that you're forgiving what happened. I think a second ago you used the word, or at least whatever you said, triggered the word perspective in my mind. And just from what you're saying, I almost feel like, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in those little things that are wrong and may yes. stay wrong, right? I think of a renovation that my mother went through and the cabinets are literally not what she wanted. There are drawers where she didn't want them. They're bigger than she wanted. There's a bunch of things that will just never be changed. Right. But she stepped back and she's like, okay, but I have this gorgeous bathroom yes. in a gorgeous home. And so I think sometimes the process can also include listing all the things we have. Mm-hmm. And comparing it to all the things that are quote unquote wrong, because right. the list of things we have is probably longer than the things that are wrong. Absolutely. Just change that perspective. Look at all the positive things in your life. That really is what you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been wonderful. So how does your, so your book, first of all, is it um, mostly stories? Is it stories of other homeowners? Is it exercises? What should people expect if they pick up your book? It's actually mixed. There are stories of homeowners I interview and also just exercises. Every chapter, there's an exercise. The way I structure this book is like a road trip. You know your destination. Yeah. You want to, let's say, I want to go to Disneyland. And knowing that that's my point B, I'm here at point A, to acknowledge where I am right now, to figure out how I want to get there. There are many methods to get there. Mm-hmm. And so breaking that down, just breaking the problem little by little, mm-hmm. one chapter at a time. And incrementally, that's how you get there. And even thinking about the road trip, you may want to figure out what playlists or snacks you want to bring <laughs> and who you want to bring on the road with you, you know, someone you have fun with. But at the same time, also lying expectation as if they want to go Magic Mountain, you know, that's a wrong trip <laughs> to go on. <laughs> so having that discussion, recalibrate expectations so everyone could move on smoothly, enjoy the process and getting to um, enjoy the journey and getting to the destination the way they intended. Right. Because just like a road trip, the options are endless, right? Because yes. like with a road trip, you can get in a car and drive 24 hours a day, switching off drivers. Nobody sleeps. We're going to get there in right. you know, two days. And be exhausted when you get there. But hey, you're there in two days and now you can spend more time at your destination. Or maybe you go, we're going to make the journey part of the destination. We're going to linger here. We're going to linger there. And so maybe not plowing through the design process, taking your time through the design process. Exactly. Maybe renting a home to live in instead of living through the construction chaos. Right. Not that any of these options are the right or wrong answer, but as as you're saying, thinking through them and making sure that you and your partner and your contractor all had the same idea in mind about what this journey is going to look like. Right. Yeah. So talk to me about this software then that you developed. Is it meant to connect contractors and homeowners? Is it meant to be used by the contractor and and supplemented by the homeowner? Is it something the homeowner uses? Like, tell us everything. (laughs) So it is for both homeowners and professionals. This application is really about matching people, almost like a dating site. Well, we ask we ask a list of questions, not so much just qualification, scope, geolocation, that kind of match. We go deeper, like a dating side where we ask their personality, communication style, their preferences, their values, and things that really matter to them. With all that data, we have the algorithm designed to figure out what's the best combination that would best work together. So that's the kind of process we go through to understand what the person wants 
And the next thing is we have entire project management suite for an estimation to you name it, you know, tracking all the details, change orders, payments, and also the communication. Now that's mm-hmm. one of the big thing we really proud of. The communication have one single source to track every conversation, every decision, or any mm-hmm. open issues in one place. We even launched this feature called EQ check-in. This emotional intelligence check-in. This is when you're typing your message. Sometimes we're so task-oriented. It's mm. not that we don't want to be cordial with each other, but the tonality and the word we choose maybe seem abrupt or harsh. And, and so, so is that sort of like, I mean, is, are we talking about a feature that's sort of like how some apps will help correct your grammar? You're actually having suggestions for how to yeah. soften the message? We show you how your current message looks in wow. terms of tonality. Once you type in, then we have our natural language processing, artificial intelligence to detect, all right, what you're saying, it feels like this or how that the person a- received this message. This that sounds so negative, cool. right? And then we also <laughs> then show them the steps, like how do you regulate that? Well, no, then we ask them, let's check your mood. Mm-hmm. If you're tired and you, the way you wrote the message is, you know, upset or angry and that's not fully aligned who you are and it's and not going to necessarily have the outcome that when you're more rested you exactly. would have wanted <laughs> or even we checked at your time zone have you eaten lunch yet yes. <laughs> right? because some people get hangry not intentionally they just yeah. been working away because they're task oriented how do you think the other person received when they read your, your message yeah. just pause for a minute to think about it what can i do differently to have a better outcome all right then have a chance for you to re- recompose your message. You may right. be upset. You may be angry. You should show your emotion, but there are different ways to regulate your communication. Say, can we talk about this tomorrow? Yeah. That would be much more effective than just, you know, name calling and yeah. Name calling, which we <laughs> have seen in the past, and that's counterproductive. This is, is where, as a human, when we feel like we've been attacked, our, our shield shows up, our wall shows up, and we get mm-hmm. defensive. And by that time, no one's hearing each other. And that's very disappointing. And so those are kind of more, you know, humanistic things that we think about. I think it's really interesting because when we talk about remodel nightmares, we, a lot of times we focus on the contractor, you know, the nightmare Mm -hmm. that the contractor created. But in fact, all relationships are two-sided, right? And so as homeowners, there's a lot we don't have control over, but there's a lot that we do, our responses, how we choose to communicate, when we choose to communicate, and maybe most important, making a good partner choice from the get-go. Absolutely. I can't even begin to express how much I love what you're talking about that's built into this app because one of the things I think is a real struggle in the interior design community, and in fact, I'd say the entire construction community is... We will list ourselves from this very practical place of like, I do interior design, I help with window treatments and flooring and kitchen counters. And it's sort of like this list of tools. It's sort of like saying, I'm a contractor. I have a hammer and I have a saw and I have a drill. But there's no distinguishing ourselves from each other. And the distinguishing comes from that personality, the communication style, and the timelines that we work on. And if we all were to get better about describing how we're different in those ways, homeowners would have a much easier time choosing who would be the right partner. Absolutely. So I'm curious, in building that into your system, is that sort of self-selected? Like if I wanted to be part of the BayRep software, do I, like, is there a personality assessment that I, as an interior designer, take? Is there, how, do, 
Or am I self-selecting that I'm efficient and positive? No, we will ask you the questions like a dating site and you would answer the way we, you think about yourself or even we'll pose the question of how do you, you know, how will your friends describe you? Mm -hmm. Right. And so even some of the questions we ask for homeowners, how many you know, home improvement show have you seen this, you know, this <laughs> past month or this week? And it's all about to understand their perspective, their personality. And that yeah. will help us to understand a little bit more about them. The whole idea is for us to get to know them is another data point for us to understand how do we help to bring the right teams together, the right mm -hmm. partners together. And throughout the project, make sure you also have a cute EQ check-in to make sure they continue to have that collaboration to be yeah. mindful, be intentional about the, the, the partnership. And then the management pieces, we talked about estimation, we have an itemized breakdown. So once everything's breakdown, they can easily map onto your schedule. And then if I'm pushing the project out by X number of days, there's a checkbox. Do you want all those sequential tasks to be updated at the same time? Mm. When you do, everything's populated and Very update cool. the entire schedule. We also have this concept of to do, doing, and done. A pro just drag and drop, declare one task completed. They get notified. We send month, uh, weekly uh, updates of status. Here's what's been done this week. There's not a whole lot. I'm digging through my email. We talked about this meeting. Remember that? That conversation <laughs> goes away. So there's not a whole lot. He said, she said, it's just, we're looking at the same exact information and we're making decision based on the information we have. And so there's no need to write a daily log for homeowners to review. It makes it a lot easier for the pro not to deal with all this administrative tasks. They really focus on developing relationship. Mm -hmm. Even change orders, our, our pros are so delighted. It's like, well, you just do two taps and you're done with change orders. Like, yeah, how many taps do you want to do? To make a change <laughs> it's not that complicated. You know that. I mean, you're just changing the price or time and you don't have to retype those again. Yeah. And last piece is the financial leverage. We have an escrow-like payment system where the owner deposits funds beginning of every phase. Mm -hmm. When the work is completed, the professionals request fundings from the owners, make sure that they agree. Owners just have to press one click, immediately funding direct deposit to the pros account. And mm -hmm. that helps them to focus on solving problems, building trust and building mm -hmm. relationship. That to us is the essence of what we do. Yeah. Now, when I was reading the reviews on the books, I noticed a lot of DIYers who are really mm -hmm. excited about what you had written and yes. how it had helped them. So is the software also appropriate for people who are DIYing their own project or only if they're partnering with contractors? It's primarily partnering with contractors, really focus on larger projects, mm -hmm. kitchen remodeling to building ground up. There's a lot of expectation to manage, usually a fair amount of tasks to be complete and will last longer than let's say a weekend or a, week, a month, mm -hmm. right? And DIY usually tend to be smaller projects and they know, they, they figure most of the stuff out and I don't feel like we'll be adding additional value. To and understand. that's for the software. For the software, but the right? book, it sounds like, might be very helpful for anybody, whether they're going to DIY it or bring somebody in. Mm -hmm. Yes. We want to help homeowners. If they choose our application, great. We'll love to be able to support mm -hmm. them. But I just truly believe that home is such a special place. Yeah. It's where we create all this incredible memory. We spend a good portion of the day here, yeah. Why, especially now more than ever, more than we <laughs> asked for. Why not so make true. the space meaningful to us versus yeah. compromise? Because when you compromise your space, that also tells you it's okay to compromise who you are. And as we all know, that's not how we want that to live. That isn't okay. Yeah. Exactly. So when you were exploring all of this stuff and doing all of this research, right. what did you discover in terms of 
rules or expectations that people were following without realizing they were following them that needed to be broken or set aside or changed or looked at differently? What rules and expectations were out there that you're like, this isn't true? Well, I think probably the number one issue is from the homeowner perspective that the pros are here to take advantage of them. If I tell them mm. my budget, they can take advantage of that. In reality, that's not true because most of the time as a professional asking for budget, the intention is how can I fit as much into your budget as possible based right. on your wish list? If you're transparent, then we can work together. And so the best is for homeowners to trust their pros, of course, finding the right ones and do due diligence, check mm -hmm. their verification, make sure they're licensed and they have insurance, validate that they're good people to work with. And of course, it'd be great for you to check their background as well. I will say that's number one. At the same time, for the professionals, there's a tendency of, you know, assuming that this client might be difficult and they add additional costs to cover the potential variance. I understand and respect that, but maybe just take the time and understand where they're coming from. It could be that this client had a horrible experience. If you understand them, then that becomes a beautiful relationship because home ownership average in America is about 20 years. Marriage in America averaged eight years, seven years <laughs> being together and one year paperwork. So knowing that we live in our space longer than the, the relationship, Marriages. then if you begin to get to know them, maybe that engagement would not be as painful. We need to really pay more attention to professional we engage with because they will last for a long time. I mean, when you do any kind of home renovation, it's like doing heart surgery to your home. Yeah. You want to treat that with respect and be intentional about it. Well, and hopefully like the people that you're going to be working with, at least from the start. I've seen people hire folks just based on recommendations, but they didn't actually take the time to vet the contractor or the designer themselves. They just went off that referral. And it's like, just because your friend Susie liked this person doesn't right. mean they're going to be right for you. And Absolutely. You know, somebody can set you up on a blind date and it might work out, but it also might not. So, you right. know, do the work yourself and check right. it out. And truthfully, I think your friends, your neighbors, in our case was neighbors, was trying to be nice. And mm -hmm. I get it. And I respect that. But when things don't work out as well, then even that relationship becomes strained. Because mm, when they ask, true. how's the project coming along? Well, <laughs> where do I start with this one? <laughs> right? Yeah. That conversation becomes a little bit awkward. But at the end of the day, yes, you're absolutely right. They need to do the vetting themselves. Really sit down, get to know them to see if they are the people you're about to hire, are they aligned with your vision? Do they understand what your needs are? And do would they prioritize your needs? Will they be partner up with you? And those mm -hmm. are things that matter. Just like we go on a first date, you can get a good sense of, hmm, would this person care enough about what I want? Enough for me to enjoy the time together for, you know, a year or two yeah. years. Depends. They're practically because moving into your home. They are moving in. This is one profession. <laughs> that's the thing. This is the only profession that will come to your home. Yeah. If you take your car for mechanic, you know, to do a tune-up, you're going to mechanic's place. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to doctor's. You're going to doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And so this is the most invasive profession. You need to make sure you really feel comfortable and confident yeah. that they would deliver what you want. Yeah. Absolutely. So how does, what are the nuts and bolts of BayRep? Is it a pay for service? How does it actually work if somebody wants to use the software? Great question. It's free to sign up for both sides, homeowner mm -hmm. and professionals. The system charges 2% per every transaction at the end. 
So it's not going to be monthly subscription, mainly because we do help people to get to the end. If you don't get the results, we shouldn't get compensated. So, so to explore it is free, to join it is free. And then only once you get involved in the project, it's 2% of the payments that are going to the contractor, basically a management fee, but it's based on the right. size of the project. So Correct. bigger projects, a little bit more money, smaller Correct. projects, less money. We've that's looked, incredible. That's all we all ask just because it's, we don't want to make it complicated. We want right. to simplify. It's already complicated enough. <laughs> it's, we, don't add, we don't want to be part of the problem. We want to be part of the solution. And making it simple is what we care most about to make it transparent for everyone to understand how the system works, where every step of the project, they open up their app, they know exactly how the project's progressing. They can communicate directly with the you know, team or individuals to make sure everything's on time on budget. Yeah. So if you had had this software in your hands back when you were going through your own nightmare, what do you think would have been the most different? What do you think it would have really helped with? I think it would go a lot smoother because one, I would have more visibility to how the project is progressing. Mm-hmm. And also the payment processing would not, would not allow him to make the request for payment when the mm. project is not done yet. And all the change order will be documented in one place. I can access mm-hmm. to them without begging him for him to check, you know, send me the change order or update information. That was painful. When you have the information in your palm of your hand, you have more control of how you want to make your decision to know mm-hmm. that what's the remaining you know, allocation for this project I'm committed to. And if a change order come along, could I afford to do so? Mm-hmm. Those are kind of information we should be providing our clients to make the right decisions. And for the professionals to be able to track, you know, how much more do I need to finish up, make sure my crew's lined up, and then we can get paid. It's just yeah. simple operation of you know, running a business. Mm-hmm. And not to have everything keeping in your head. I mean, even just simple thing as when to buy the materials. Yeah. As you're putting your estimate together, we have a little material reminder for you to recognize, oh, I need to place a order at this time. So you don't end up missing the deadline and pushing the project out unintentionally. And who's, who's setting those timelines? And I ask because, as I'm sure you're aware, lead times and supply chains right now are mm-hmm. a mess. Yes. So is the software responsive to the crazy that is out there right now between COVID and weather and container ships sinking in the ocean and all right. these crazy things that have been happening? This is pretty much dependent on the individual pros. Sometimes they may have resources that mm-hmm. we're, we're not privy to. And they may have a storage of materials they already have existing. So we're relying on the pro to define their schedule. Okay. Identify every item, every task they perform. There's a beginning and there's an end for each task. Mm-hmm. So they understand, well, when I commit to do this work, there's a time frame. And so everyone's on the same page of how we move forward, managing projects. So it sounds like it's really you know business software that's helping people, especially on the contractor side, simply run better businesses because I know a lot of contractors, you know, what they, they kind of paid their way through college doing carpentry. And next thing they know, they decided I'm going to start a business, but they don't actually have any business background. They're good at building a house maybe, but they don't, they're not good at running a business. And it sounds like this is kind of filling the gap for a lot of contractors without having to go, you know, to business school, because that's not actually going to be helpful anyway. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, think about it. I went through seven years of training in architecture. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn much about running a business yeah. either. Most of these professionals want to hone in on the crafts. They want to deliver that exceptional experience when you, when the owner sees the results, like, 
ah, you yeah. know, they love that feeling. Operating business is something they're not familiar with, nor do they like it. To yep. chase after clients, hey, could you send me that bill? You know, I send the invoice. Could you please pay that invoice? Mm-hmm. That's usually uncomfortable. And so our system take that away from them, just make it easy for them to focus on. Let me do my crafts. That's what I'm good at. And when I do something exceptional, I will deliver service for my client. And that's what matters. And many of our pros are telling us that we help them to save about 30% of their day. Not to do follow-ups. Yeah. Not to do these daily logs because it automatically does it for them and provides a very clear transparency as, hey, this particular task is coming up. Make sure you focus on that or either you need to revise the timeline or make sure you manage expectation correctly Mm -hmm. or get your crew out here and finish up on Saturday. Those are things that we help to guide them through as nudging them say, hey, just to let you know. And ultimately is get them in shape where they continue to deliver good service. Now it's kind of the wild west out there with technology because all of these apps and stuff are so new. I'm curious a couple of things. Number one, how long has Bayrep been around? Number two, what's coming for Bayrep? What are you excited about coming down the road? And then number three, what is, and I feel like I know my answer to this, but I want to hear yours. What do you feel like it is that really sets you apart from other people who are creating similar construction management software out there right now? These are all really good questions. I think we're uniquely different from others is how easy to use. Homeowners like, oh my God, it's so easy. It means like how I use my, you know, my emails and that kind of stuff. I was like, well, that's exactly it. We intentionally design so simple. Our yeah. philosophy is technology should solve people problem, not the other way around. <laughs> you know, when you're in job site, you want to be able to have one tap, you can get to what you need yeah. versus drill down, tap, tap and waiting for the service. So ease views is number one priority. We talk about it as a, as a team, everything we do, we focus on that. And, and for the homeowners, if mm-hmm. they can access information, they can make a decision very quickly. Yeah. I mean, just when I talk about how much money do I, what, what I'm committed for the remaining of the project to have that knowledge in order to make a decision as can I afford this change order? Mm-hmm. We make sure information they need is a moment they need to make that decision and to know where things are, how things are progressing and when's it going to be target to be done because I need to schedule other things. Those things, just little things like that is what makes us, I think, unique. And we spend tons of time talking to homeowners, professionals every week because we really care about solving their problem. That's our number one priority. And then your other question about... Well, how long has it been around and what's coming? What are you excited about that's coming? So we've been around about six years. I started from building a prototype together to the point was like, oh, this is actually, people want to use this. And they, yeah. <laughs> they're excited about this. And then we build up more robust system. Things that we're really excited about is more on focus on ingesting humanity into the process to make sure that people are aware and be mindful and be intentional about collaborating and seeing each other as human oftentimes we're just so focused on tasks and we lost a sense of treating each other with respect and compassion. And so those are things that we're really excited about. I I love that you answered that ease of use is one of the things that really sets you apart. What's caught my attention is that emotional, what the EQ, EQ emotional intelligence. I've never heard of somebody incorporating something like that. Are any of your competitors doing that? It feels like that's really standing out in the marketplace. I I think I agree with you. We actually have patent of working on that. Again, our focus on how to solve our clients' problems. And that's our number one priority. What is it that we can do to make it easy on their lives 
so they can feel like they're in control and they have that peace of mind. To us, that's, and, those are things that are really important for us. And potentially, what the things they'd be, they'd be learning as part of using the software can have ripple effects throughout their whole life. You know, if you're getting these temperature checks and going, you know, is that the email you really want to send? That can be a profound life lesson for dealing with any relationship going forward, not just this one home remodel project. It's Absolutely. kind of life lessons. Although we are building an independent app just for that. That's coming ah, up too. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> because actually we do have a lot of contractors like, oh my God, my dad needs this or my, my husband needs this. And right. so we realized like, okay, we can take the exact technology and repackage it wow. as an independent versus have to tie it into a project. So that's coming down pipeline. I forgot about that. Very exciting to me. <laughs> so <laughs> as we close out our conversation, I want to actually read one of the reviews about your book. This, this person said, amongst other things, I've lived through three house renovations. And after each time, I swore it was my last. As much as I planned, researched, and communicated my ideas, I lost tons of sleep over the details I'd overlooked. We are in the middle of yet another renovation, and I'm so glad I stumbled on Mesa's Revivify Your Home. She says, it's not like any home construction manual I've ever seen because it doesn't focus on construction style and budgeting or interior design. Rather, it focuses on empowering the homeowner to look holistically at the entire project. She says, Mace helps you find your voice and in the process, learn to communicate better with your contractor, design consultant, and even your spouse. She first does this by helping you figure out your why, which clarifies your thinking and helps you focus on your desired outcome. She also helped me figure out my communication style. I always thought I was an extrovert, but I really am an introvert. And I could go on and on reading. I just, it, it encapsulates everything you've said, that you're empowering people to be a voice, a strong voice in their project. And I don't think that there's a better compliment out there. So no. big congratulations Thank to you. Thank you. And now to go back to look at every, I haven't checked that out for a while. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, those so, are this what matters to me is be able to say, hey, we got this together and yeah. you can totally do this. Yeah, I know that you and I need to know each other because we are beating the same drum. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it because people, this stuff is so important. This is their home. This is mm -hmm. where they wake up and raise their families and go to sleep. And it's the anchor to everything else that happens in our lives. Exactly. I'm so glad that you're a voice for empowerment for homeowners. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. And I can't believe an hour just went by. And I, I know, right? <laughs> completely enjoy the conversation. If people want to find you, how do they connect with you? They can come to our website, www.bayrep.com. And there's a contact us in the upper right-hand corner. Or you can find us on our social media. Instagram is bayrep101. And Twitter is also bayrep101. And feel free to reach out. And of course, LinkedIn, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm more than happy to help and support whatever journey that you may be embarking. And that's all there is to it. That's absolutely beautiful. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Creating Your Happy Place and that you feel a little bit more encouraged and empowered to make your home your happy place. If you feel stuck, please remember that my book, Happy Starts at Home, is a resource for you, as well as Grace's book, Revivify Your Home. And both of them are full of exercises meant to help you figure out why your home isn't working for you and identify what needs to change so that you can have both a happy outcome and a happy journey along the way. And if you have a specific design dilemma in your home, you can also reach out to my team at Seriously Happy Homes, because thanks to the power of the internet, we can meet with you over Zoom no matter where you live to figure out 
about the next practical steps to creating your happy place. In the meantime, no matter where you call home, I hope it makes you seriously happy. Until next time.